0: Donkey Kong! Uh, Donkey Kong!
1: What's with all that noise? Chill out, Cranky. I'm listening to Virtual Theater's new Patreon series, Banana Slama, which follows my adventures in the animated Donkey Kong Country Cartoon Show. They're reviewing each episode. It's Bodacious! Virtual what now? What's a
0: Patreon?
1: Dude, Virtual Theater is a podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them. And with Patreon, you get tons of extra content and bonus shows for only $1. Whoa! Not only do they show up on Patreon, but they also have shows on every episode of both Captain N and the Zelda cartoon. Captain N? The
0: Zelda cartoon? I heard those shows were as awful as your cartoon. Honestly, these whippersnappers today don't know how to make a good show anymore. Back in my day, we had real heroes that didn't need a Patreon to sell tickets. Gotta go,
1: Cranky. Candy's coming over to watch Banana Slamma from Virtual Theater. Catch you on the flip side.
0: Subscribe now to Virtual Theater's Patreon for only $1 to get Banana Slamma, Zelda, Captain N, bonus shows, early access episodes, and so much more. Virtual Theater, the podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, yo, everyone, and welcome to the Omega Metroid podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spiteria, joined by Duminal Crossing, wearing a Omega Metroid shirt, looking very dapper, if you don't mind me saying so, my friend.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. The uh, Omega Metroid drip finally came in from our brand new <laughs> Etsy shop that we just opened. Shameless plug, if you want to grab some of that right now, it's all live and uh, ready to purchase, so uh, give us your money.
0: What a what a great plug that was. That, uh, that was a... You've learned for the best, my friend, and uh, we're excited today because we are joined by a very special guest. We've been uh, <laughs> we've been trying to set this up for for a long time. Why aren't time you taking it? Why aren't you taking it? <laughs> take it, dude. reach, reach. Uh, so we've been trying to set this up for a long time. Uh, for whatever reason, we had a bunch of scheduling issues and just you know how that goes. But we finally got Mr. Joey Ferris on the show from Game Explained. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm
2: ready to talk about Metroid. I never played Ooh. one of the games ever, so this will be... I'm just going to wing it. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> that yeah, was... Metroid, uh, he,
1: he is a pretty cool character, got to say. Yeah, he can
0: grow. <laughs> uh, that, that was kind it of your... Curl. That was like your gimmick, even, I think, pre-game explained days, right? Like, you you were the Metroid guy before... You know, before was, we had this podcast and stuff like that going on. I was the Metroid guy for a very long time, I will say.
2: But, you know, it's it's one of those weird things where I didn't realize how much I loved Metroid until, like, I don't know, my first or second year of college. It's always one of those franchises that I've mm-hmm. played. I've I really enjoyed those games. And then I realized, I want another one. And it was, a, and, you know, <laughs> at that point, the last game was Other M, right? So now I'm like, and then when I went back to revisit them over time, I was just kind of like, what a great freaking series what a fantastic series, man. It's 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 not perfect, but it's more perfect than other franchises,
0: I'd say. Because, you know, how many misses have they really had? Really? <laughs> I agree. We have something for both Zelda Dungeon and that I've adopted for Omega Metroid called the Metroid Scale. It's called the Zelda Scale over there. And the general idea is that, like, even the worst Metroid game is, like, still an 8 out of 10. And you kind of rate you know the Metroid games like in that scale of like that eight to ten category and like I'm pretty I mean pretty much every single Metroid game falls in that category maybe one some people might disagree but uh mm-hmm. you know it's uh the misses have been uh fewer fewer and far between than a lot of other big name series that have been going on for 35 years that's for sure 36 yeah. years actually at this point mm-hmm. um all right it, it helps they don't they don't come out as well, often. We don't it's... talk about that. We don't talk, we don't about, talk that. about that. Uh, okay, so we had uh, we have a, a cool show going on for you guys today. We are going to be talking about uh, a potential, although I think this is definitely something that will happen, but a potential Metroid Fusion remake and what we would like to see from it. And I have a few cool ideas. But first, we should probably chat about... The Game Awards, and um, before I turn it over to you guys, I just want to throw something out there and see if you agree with me. So I watch the Game Awards every year just because, uh, you know, covering it for Zelda Dungeon, and I will say, this was not a perfect show. It was I wouldn't even, I don't even know if I could call it a good show. However, this might have been the best Game Awards show that they've ever done. Like, the pacing was good, there was less ads, there was, it was, you know, credit where credit is due. It was pretty, pretty decent. What did you guys think? I agree. Um, and I'm st-
2: I'm I'm more on the positive side, too. Um, it was, like, I know you said, like, you wouldn't even call it a good show, but it was still, like, the best one. I still thought it was a good show. Like, and this is, and I'm someone who, like, falls into this cycle every year, right? We get excited about the Game Awards. Some people do, at least. I feel like most people fall into this trap of getting hyped for it. And then it winds up disappointing, and then we repeat that cycle next year, right? I didn't feel disappointed at all from this year. And I, was, I came away thinking there were some really good announcements there. And there's always this debate of, oh, we should focus less on the world premieres and more on the, the awards part of it. And to an extent, yeah, I do think they should make the awards more important. But come on. You wouldn't watch the show if there weren't world premieres. Like, let's totally. be real. Yeah. There's so many other award shows, like, you know, Golden Joystick Awards come to mind. It's just like, who watches those? Like, nobody does. Because they don't have world premieres. And it's just like, I'm tired of hearing these people say there should be less world premieres. And it's just like, you would not watch the Game Awards if there weren't.
0: So Joey, so, I, under, I understand that you were uh, rooting for Stray to win Game of the Year. Is that correct? We don't talk about Stray. <laughs> 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 you know, okay. I probably, probably
2: hate on that game more than I should. But I just feel like, I think my... I, I, don't ha- I wouldn't say I hate the game. I came away from it thinking that was okay. Like, I thought Stray was okay. It was right. an okay game. But to see it like get get nominated and even winning so
0: many awards drove me insane. It's just like there is
2: nothing special about that game.
0: I will say so. I haven't played it, so I haven't. I can't pass any judgment on straight. but I will right, say right. that in my worldview, I think that Tunic might have got a little bit uh, shortchanged at this award it, show. It that did. might that might be my game of the year, actually. Like just overall, oh, wow. it's a good game. Um, Doom. What do you think of the of the show? Were you awake yeah. for its entire f- like four hour runtime?
1: Yeah, I'm more. I'm more in Joey's camp. I was actually, I was like pleasantly surprised okay. at the Game Awards this year. Um, I mean, for me personally, it really delivered on all fronts when it came to both the announcements, the awards show, and uh, my God, the memes this year. Oh my, oh God. my God, the memes this year. <laughs> I, I never, I never thought the uh, Joseph Ferris bit would ever be topped. I think we might have a new contender with that finale. <laughs> I That
0: was nuts. that, was, other that was one Ferris. of the most bonkers yes. thing I've ever seen. And uh, for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, the show ended with some kid just walking up with the winners uh, or the developers uh, of Elden Ring to accept the Game of the Year award, and he just got on the hot mic. Nobody noticed that he wasn't with anybody and started spewing off some stuff about Bill Clinton, and it was one of the most surreal things I might have ever seen. <laughs> <That> <laughs> our boy, weird.
1: our boy Zach, was there live, so he got yeah. to see all that unfold. <laughs> yeah. My
2: goodness. Man, I'm jealous of them all because I wanted to be in the same room as Al Pacino for once in my life. That was but... <laughs> pretty sweet, actually. So
1: I,
0: I will—I do have to say this. So this Game Awards was was just notable in and of itself. If only for Death Stranding 2 And I love Death Stranding. I, I love Kojima. I just he, there's something so awesome about there's something so charming about how crazy his games are. So I was I was yeah. flipping out when Death Stranding two was coming out. So I for that alone, re- I'll say it's a good show.
2: Yeah, I still need to play, finish Death Stranding 1. Uh, I, <laughs> last, year, I, last year, I started the PS5 version. I got about maybe five hours in. and It's a tough fun. grind, the intro. It's tough. Yeah, it is. And a part of me is just like, I, I put a poll on my Twitter today as of recording this. Like, do I start it over? Do I just keep going? Because I don't imagine much... Because a lot of uh, the intro, what I remember... Because I originally played the first 10 hours of it on PS4. Right. I just remember the intro not progressing the story too much
0: like i'm not not really i i would even say so the game does get crazy like typical hideo Kojima crazy but i would say it takes a long time to get to that point where it's just like really bonkers so uh, i'm a sucker for that game i i would uh i would restart it but uh, oh the intro is the intro is rough it's punishing actually would be a good word (sighs)
2: yeah and that's why i'm like oh do i have to play the intro again come on guys <laughs> it's yeah I, I i've i got excited by that ds2 announcement it's called ds2 yes. That's I the love official that name yeah i nintendo love it DS, the ds2 memes the nintendo ds2 memes are all over the place and i just gotta i gotta say i was the so we had bets on game explain um there was a quest one of the bets was will hideo kojima announces new game that and it isn't death stranding 2. everyone except me Said that it wasn't going
0: to be Death Stranding too, so I took, the, I swept oh. that bet, baby. <laughs> you you like, know what? I,
1: uh, I, yeah. You would
0: have beat me too, because I would, I would have said like, no, it's going to be something new. But man, when when Sam uh, when Sam Porter Bridges popped on screen, I popped big time. I was so awesome. Yes. Uh, I wanted, I wanted to shout out too, um, a game called uh, Earthblade by the developers of Celeste. It looks, it looks awesome. It looks like it actually might be a Metroidvania, perhaps a Bar Alley Doom. And uh, Celeste was was incredible. So it looked really awesome too. Anything? Uh, anything stick out to you? I know that a lot of people were talking about Armored Core. I'm not really familiar with that series, but the trailer for that game looked
1: sweet. I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty casual Armored Core fan, but like, I was super hyped to see it return. I mean, I haven't played Armored Core since the 360 days, and you know, I well, mean, for me, the, that was the last time it came out, right? <laughs> the 360 I, days. I, I believe so. I believe it's been like 10 years since the last one. So, but yeah, like. M- yeah, most people on the podcast know I'm definitely more of a sci-fi guy than a fantasy guy. So when it comes to like Dark Souls and Elden Rings, it's like that looks interesting. I'll probably play it one day. Whereas like I see Armored Core, I'm like, yes, yes,
2: <laughs> yeah, like. Uh, I, I actually have to ask you about that, because it's so funny. On stream, I was like, I totally for I knew From Software made a mech game, but I forgot the name of it. So me and Andre were like, oh, my God, it's a mech warrior. Oh, it's my God. One. It's, <laughs> it's Zone of the, it's, I said Zone of the Enders, and I'm less like. I'm oh, pers- man. I would have to- popped
0: put- off for Zone of Enders if that was coming right. back.
2: Oh. I have
1: uh, that downloaded. I still need to play it. Hmm. Yeah, that would have been
2: sick. And I I looked it up, like the franchise, because I was curious, like, because it's been a long time. That franchise hasn't been like too hot with the critics from what I understand. Like the last game has like 65 on Metacritic. So Mm. um, I guess I'm not sure. Like, I guess it's more of like for the fans than it is like the critics. But it does make me think like, what's this game going to be like in a post like Dark Souls post Elden Ring sort of
0: like from software handling it that's yeah. going to be curious i mean it
1: looked it, impressive and that excites it excites me more than anything
0: yeah like, and, and like a lot of those in my experience i feel like a lot of those games are, are maybe don't have a lot of resources poured into them but like i, th- I thought that it looked really impressive actually like the trailer uh, like i'm a big sci-fi guy too i was just like hell yeah what is this this looks great so yeah those are probably my biggest takeaways and then like the just <laughs> al pacino on stage was <laughs> was awesome <laughs> and uh You know, the uh, the eternal
1: Christopher Judge acceptance speech. It was good to see Reggie. Yeah,
0: that was that was an acceptance. But you know what? Whatever. Let him have it. Who cares? I gotta say
1: though, Armor Core was hype, but the big announcement for me, and I'm probably the only one that cares about this, because the audience was dead silent during this trailer. I know what you're gonna say. Valiant Hearts coming home. I never in my life would have expected this game to get a sequel. I played it for the first time last year. Um, it's it's a few years old now, but I played it for the first time last year. I absolutely fell in love with it. It's such a beautiful story um, set during World War One, and it's pretty self-contained. So I figured like, okay, this is a one and done. They're never going back to this, but no, they're doing a sequel to this game. And it sounds like it's going to take place during the end of World War One, by kind of what we're seeing from it. And yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited for it because this is like one of the five Ubisoft things that I actually care about. <laughs> That's,
2: to be fair, that's quite a few uh, a few of Ubisoft things at this point, because <laughs> I feel like that's all Ubisoft has are five franchises they pay attention to. Yeah. But uh, uh, I never finished Valiant Hearts 1, I barely even remember it, so that's something I'm going to have to revisit. Is it out on Switch? Because I feel like I need to get it on Switch at this point.
1: I'm not sure if it's on Switch. I played it on Xbox. I don't mm-hmm. even
2: remember what platform I played Valiant Hearts on. It was probably PC. Um, I'm looking it up right now because I want to know. Uh, it's on Switch.
0: It's totally on Switch. There you go. Yeah, cool. so I have one more question about The Game words before we move on. And maybe you guys yeah. can give me some advice if you've played it. So, everyone, everyone loves Hades. And uh everyone that I've ever talked to loves that game. It's on sale right now. It's half off on the Switch. I uh, like I hate roguelike games, so I don't know if I'm going to like it, but like should I try it? Have you guys played Hades? Like what do you think? I haven't tried it yet, so. I
2: have. Uh, I was It's one of those games I was really into for a while and um i picked it up when it came out because i heard nothing but good things i'm lukewarm on roguelikes mm-hmm. i'm not like soup they're not a franchise they're not a genre like die hard like get into really yeah i enjoyed i enjoyed dead cells from when i played it i've never finished a roguelike game before i've never finished i haven't finished hades either mm. um yeah i'm not sure if you'd be into it if you really hate that genre
0: um like i i didn't even really like dead cells to be honest i was like ah i don't like that the map keeps changing i don't know for 10 bucks it might be worth a shot it's that's kind of what i'm I'm thinking like i spend 15 bucks on a lot of stupid things like what's and it's not like
2: like the levels in hades are like they're basically just arenas really from what i remember with different paths and stuff the loop is really addicting. Uh, it's been a really long time since I played it. I need to jump back in for Hades too. What's really impressive though is how like the dialogue changes every loop. Like you never run into like because you run into bosses and they'll be like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill you," blah blah, blah or whatever. Mm-hmm. The the dialogue changes every single time. I've never encountered the same dialogue twice. It's very interesting.
0: Okay, well that's, that's pretty something. cool, actually. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. let's. It's on sale, so maybe I'll have to check it out. Okay, so uh, just to put a bow in the game words. Credit where credit is due. Probably the best one that they've done so far, I, I will say. So... I still have a soft. I, okay, to be fair, I didn't watch all of 2014's Game
2: Awards because I was I was working at the time. I don't know. I still have a soft spot for that first show, maybe mainly
0: just because like Nintendo's involvement and in showing us Zelda Wii U. I'm mm. a little bit biased. <laughs> My, I think the first one I ever watched was the the Breath of the Wild show where they revealed like the champions Ballad. So I, I have a soft spot for that one, but uh, yeah, you know, like I, again, I was there was for okay. the cranky
1: Kong. I was there for the cranky Kong and uh, dk the <laughs> Tropical Freeze. I actually I
0: actually watched the Sephiroth trailer earlier today from the Game Awards, what was that, two years ago, where he impaled Mario? Good stuff. That was oh, such yes. a hype trailer. Yeah, that was good stuff. Um, that was good. Alright, so yeah, shout out to our boy Jeff Keighley for putting on a good show. Let's talk about Metroid here, fellas, and let's talk about Metroid Fusion, which, as we know, just celebrated its 20-year anniversary uh, about, a, about a month ago, three weeks ago now. And, uh, you know, we did the shows on Metroid Prime, and now, of course, we're, we are focusing on the more atmospheric terrifying of the Metroid titles released in November 2002 Metroid Fusion and uh, so we just did a retrospective last week talked about our memories of the game this time we are jumping into very specific things that we want to see when not if but when this game is being made so maybe that's my first question that I have for you guys is like I am pretty convinced that the next 2d Metroid game that comes out is Metroid Fusion remake and I'm pretty sure it's gonna be on the Switch. And I'm pretty sure it's gonna be within like the next two years. Do you do you guys? Are you giving that a thumbs up or a thumbs down? What do you guys think, Joey? We'll start with you. I'm giving it a thumbs down,
2: only because as cool as it would be, I just don't see it happening for whatever reason. Like I over the years, I've and yeah, Nintendo has been spoiling us Metroid fans lately, kind of. You know, with Dread, Dread was just big, huge, sort of deal. Um, I just, I just have learned to keep my expectations low when it comes to anything Metroid. Like, like not the games themselves. I always expect high-quality games, yes. but, you know... The, the, pre- amount, of them, the yeah. amount of those games. The amount of those games, I'm always like, no, not gonna happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm also somewhat in a similar camp, maybe a little more optimistic, but it's not something I would bet my money on, let's just say that. I-, I wouldn't be surprised if the next 2D Metroid release we got was a Fusion remake, but it's not something, like, if you asked me to bet money on it, I'd be like, mmm pass on that right okay fair
0: enough i i I thought i might be fighting this battle alone so that's okay so i'm going (laughs) to to use some evidence to maybe suggest why this this remake could be the next game and why this idea that i have is what i think would be cool um so i think it's fair to say and we'll talk about some of the like actual like you know, in-depth stuff, like, but I think it's fair to say that, like, you know, obviously we're going to expect better graphics, we're going to expect better music, we're going to expect, you know, certain other things, but I have an idea, and this stems from a conversation that you and I had about Metroid Dread, probably about six weeks ago, Doom, at this point, and we were talking about um, how you could reuse some of those assets, and, it, you know, would we ever use some of it again, and so, I want to pitch you something that's based on two assumptions. First is that... The first assumption is that this game comes out within, like, the next two years. And the second is that this game is developed by Mercury Steam. So, my my big gimmick, my big idea for a Metroid Fusion remake is this. With past remakes in the series, we have seen uh, the world of SR388 greatly expanded. We've seen uh, the original Metroid uh, Planet Zebes greatly expanded. So I see no reason why that wouldn't happen with the BSL as well in Metroid Fusion. And so you and I were talking about Metroid Dread, and we were kind of discussing back and forth. Like, you know, the Emmy Zone was a very cool concept. I don't know if it was utilized to the fullest extent that it could have been. And you don't really have an opportunity to bring that back if you're, you know, for the next sequel. But that is where I might disagree. So this is my pitch. I think your core gameplay mechanic for Metroid Fusion, the remake is you take all six sectors of that game, and they're going to be greatly expanded, and I'm going to say, like, 80% of that area is, like, a giant Emmy zone. But we take out the Emmy, we put in the SAX, it's still the same idea, one-hit kill, they already have the engine for it, so presumably... It shouldn't be like I mean I'm no game developer. It probably is very difficult, but you know what I mean it's it shouldn't be like as maybe difficult as it might be starting from scratch. You still do have that kind of tense atmosphere, and you know for the longest time, um, I've heard people talking about like man they should remake Metroid Fusion like Alien Isolation where the alien can creep up on you and and kill you from any spot, and you kind of have like the motion that uh, you can track it with. I think that if you just had like one ginormous emmy room, let's call it emmy room, but it'll be like an SAX zone, um, spread across the six sectors. Let's just say that the main deck is off limits. But if you have one, like, if you have all those six SAX zones, that might be the closest way as you could possibly get to having that kind of alien isolation kind of uh, atmosphere, I guess, or, or encounter, while, like, repurposing something that's worked before and using it for greater effect. So I have some other ideas about this remake But I don't know, I I thought that was kind of cool, and I actually, I didn't think, I mean, I'm not going to say I think that they're going to do it, but I I actually don't think that it's, like, completely impossible that they wouldn't do this either. So I'll turn it over to you guys. What do we think of this new core mechanic idea for a Metroid Fusion sequel, or, uh, remake, sorry? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that
2: is certainly a good idea. If, If there was, like, an option to, like, customize, like, how like i'm not sure because i would like to it's like toning down how many encounters you could have with Mm. the sax because i don't want to really that's what i liked about the emmy zones is that yeah they they only were limited to a specific like part of the map if they were following me throughout the entire map or like close to the entire map i would get sick of that Mm. Uh, and that's kind of where i'm at with this SAX idea again though it depends on like how big the zone is Mm -hmm. for the SAX to follow you because I don't want to play the game like I'm playing Alien Isolation which to my understanding Alien Isolation still had like moments of like oh I can breathe because I know the alien's done in this area right but but that's not why I play Metroid I play Metroid to explore and it's not as fun to like explore if you're constantly being followed by something and that's that's where my concern lies it could be a cool feature in like a harder difficulty mode i think Mm -hmm. but but i think like it can't be like the only
1: option you have right and
0: there is another drawback to that but i want to doom you go ahead
1: i was gonna say i actually like that proposal of like an alternate difficulty mode that like increases the appearance of like sax and all that i think that would actually be a really cool way to implement kind of like an alien isolation Mm -hmm. style type of gameplay to a metroid title without Without it feeling too alienating, pun not intended. But, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you would intend that. Pun, yeah,
0: don't, don't lie to us. Don't lie. I, I agree with you guys. I think that if you could do that, let's just say like your base game is. So first of all, I think that you definitely have to have certain rooms that are off limits. Like, like obviously save stations and recharges, but like even like puzzle rooms where you have to slow down and like you have to like you know you know when you're um, when you shoot uh, something and the X comes out, you have to wait for it to morph to something else. I think that like if if you are in, are in a room like that you can't have the S A X chasing you, but I I think that would be very cool actually if you could like let's say fifty percent of each sector was a was S A X zone you know, on base difficulty and then like sixty five percent was on hard and then you know etc cetera, etc, cetera. so the proposal the the drawback with that too, is that you would probably lose those really intense moments in fusion where you're running away from the sax like when you have to freeze the sax or when he lays the power bomb um etc etc you could maybe try and work some of those like escape sequences in maybe like kind of ori-esque i don't know but uh you i I think that that would be a sacrifice you'd have to make for the sax to constantly be kind of kind of after you but yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think it would be kind of cool, but I, I there's definitely some drawbacks because you definitely do want to have the ability to explore. So, you know, there's there's definitely some room for improvement there, but uh, I, I think as a core concept, that would be cool because, like, the one thing about Metroid Fusion is it tells you, like, the SAX is hunting you. The SAX is hunting you over and over again, but the SAX really is never hunting you all that closely. So, I think this is, I think yeah. it could be cool.
1: So I had another approach to uh, the SAX sequences. So I guess I'll just bring that up in my notes right now. And I kind of had a similar approach to you, somewhat a little bit scaled down, because uh, I also did incorporate kind of the base fusion uh, mechanics as well with the scripted events. Just because I do think that those that those moments in fusion, like the power bomb section, are like very important to mm-hmm. contributing to fusion's atmosphere. But one of the things that I, um, that I really um, wanted to balance out was the first playthrough versus repeat playthroughs. And that's where I think... That, I think, is the hardest part of, like, balancing the SAX because you have to make it, um, you know, invigorating on your first playthrough but without it being an annoying roadblock on repeat playthroughs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Emmy Zones really toe that line, like, perfectly in Dread for myself where they do provide that nice challenge on your first playthrough but they're not so overwhelming that you can't speed past them when you're going through them on repeat playthroughs once you start un- having a better understanding of how they move and whatnot. So basically what I did um, for this section right here is a combination of scripted and unscripted segments. Scripted segments work just like in the original and the unscripted seg- segments function somewhat similar to any zones, though the areas of patrol aren't telegraphed like in the Emmy zones um not quite to the extent of a Mr. X in Resident Evil uh, as, as that would kill the pacing and introduce too much RNG in my opinion Mm-mm. but um, it would it would allow um it would allow new players to still not to still have sor- sort of an uncertainty of like whether or not they're safe unlike the Emmy zones right. however pro- however pro players it would still give them the opportunity to map out the locations so that they could still speed run through the game and I think that would be a nice compromise there
0: Okay, I don't mind that. That's kind of, like, the the other side of the coin for for what I was proposing. So, yeah, that's not not too bad at all. I would be... I think that there should just be, like, an element of unpredictability where the SAX is going to come in and, like, incorporate Mm -hmm. the SAX into the gameplay a little bit more. Because, like, I... Yeah, like, I feel like that... And, like, listen, we can forgive that for not being as fully fleshed out as it maybe could have been because it's 20 years ago. But, um, like, that's not fully fleshed out. I feel like the Emmy Zones weren't exactly what they could have been. They were very cool, but, like, they weren't as tense or creepy as it could have been i feel like we're i feel like we're getting somewhere um, i agree
1: and and also you mentioned that a uh, save stations are off limits i somewhat disagree with that i so i want i would love a scripted i've always okay. wanted in a metroid game a scripted sequence where a save station becomes an unsafe zone because that's like that that's like been a trope since you know i can't say the nes days because there were no save stations back then but since save stations were a thing They've always been like the no hurt areas, and I want one of these days just to be surprised out of nowhere for like a door to bust open and just a monster or something just attack me when I think I'm safe in a save station. Yeah, okay, I can like, dig I,
2: it. I can dig it. I was yeah, I was thinking like a part of that would be frustrating because like oh I'm trying to save and then oh the monster comes in, you lost all that data beforehand. But nowadays Metroid games they have like checkpoints now. Yep, mm, thank yeah. goodness thank you developers (laughs) but um yeah that's what makes me think okay yeah i'm with you there because that would be really cool i remember i think they said that was going to be the case with resident evil 3 remake was that nemesis was supposed to like come into the save stations i don't know if that wound up happening i also don't think nemesis was that much of a threat i don't remember that happening but who am i yeah it's been a long time
0: yeah, I don't I think I don't think I think they had promises for that game that didn't happen so <laughs> uh okay well so so it seems like we all agree that we want to spice up the sax a little bit here in this in this remake and and spice up maybe how those encounters take place so I think that, like as a core gameplay idea like reusing the M B zones I I kind of like it just because like again I feel like it's already there it's already built we can maybe tweak it to take out the Emmy to put in the sax so I think that just in terms of like practically speaking they could maybe like expedite this if they decided to go that route with it and then um of course like i i do think that so one of the one of the things about metro fusion is like all six sections are fairly small like comparatively speaking to other oh, yeah. metro games i think that those six sections definitely need to to go through some sort of expansion which i'm sure that they will i have no doubt that that would happen if the uh, you know if this game were to get remade Mm-hmm. I hope so too. Uh, assuming a remake
2: does happen, and uh, and I also kind of want to bring it a little back to the S A X too. Like I also don't want them to give us too much of the S A X because a lot mm. of what made the S A X like so creepy and scary is just like, oh my goodness, like less is more basically. Mm. And but I also am kind of with you there too. It should also have more of a presence perhaps. Um, I what I didn't like about the Emmy zones were like was like the background music, just in general, Metro Dreads music yeah. is kind of like, eh. But, and, and just the little beeping noises that were made in those sections, I didn't think it was particularly scary. I want them to like keep the the theme of the S.A.X. going, that like atmospheric sort of hum that played in the background in those sections. I think could really make um keep keep the keep the fear of the SAX strong. Because man oh man, that thing was scary.
1: What about this? Okay. Seminar zone music is actually some of the few music I actually enjoyed in Metroid Trad, weirdly <laughs> enough. But, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, okay, what about that? Hold on, what about this? So we got
0: the SAX zones, okay? And uh let's just say that since so to to kind of bring up what Joey was saying, but like you don't always want to feel like he's like the SAX is like right over your head. What if I think we could all agree that one of like the most terrifying moments of Metro Fusion is the first time you hear those footsteps and like the you you hear the SAX is right by you. What if it, you're in these these Emmy zones and like you can hear footsteps and like they're faint, 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 but suddenly they're growing louder, louder, louder. And then like if they're really loud, you know like the SAX is nearby, like I gotta be a little bit more cautious. If you can't hear any footsteps, then you know like, okay, maybe it's not anywhere close. That that might be a, a decent compromise. I don't know how don't they like, would do that. Kinda of like but...
2: the Mr. X kinda of like the Mr.
1: X footsteps. Yeah
0: i think that would be cool i don't know about you guys i, I i'm kind I of digging that would that. Be cool oh yeah yeah i'd, I'd, dig I'd it. be super I'd, down 100%. for that All right, 100%. or you
1: can hear or you can hear like a screw attack in the background if it's like doing a somersault or something or like beam. that oh oh i think we yep. got it
0: yeah i think we got it like well let's mail this episode to nintendo as soon as we're done um yes yeah, So i'll call my uncle right away <laughs> yeah yeah that's 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 weird my uncle works there too uh so does mine how strange do yeah. we have the
2: same uncle we my,
0: shigeru <laughs> spateri is that your is that your uncle um, oh my god <laughs> okay so yeah I, I think I think we're cooking with this SAX idea and I think that that would be like a really cool like gameplay mechanic but of course that's not the only thing that I want to see in, in a remake um, I would love to see and we, we could just kind of trade back and forth here um, but I would really love to see we we're just talking about the, the expanded sectors I think it's like very critical that there are more like access points between sectors that open up earlier in the game because in Metroid Fusion, one of the things that that I don't care for in the game is like you go into a sector, you you do your gambit of recharge rooms, navigation rooms, or whatever, and it's really like the only entry in and entry out until like the the game is essentially over. At that which point, there's like one connector tube to one sector behind you. I maybe they could put in some teleporter statues or I don't know something, but I want I want to be able to like freely travel between sectors I think, that's I think that's important i think that's a given yeah. I think that's totally what
2: should happen and what could happen uh yeah uh metroid fusion like it feels like i don't want to say it feels like the most linear metro game because it's not other m how you doing um but fusion i felt like there was really i really felt the the, the path like like I, I don't know if i'm making sense here but it really feels like there is a set path more so than like other games in the series that i've noticed at least I've only, yeah for sure yeah
0: yeah i would I, I mean i would call and i don't use this as like a negative term but i mean i i think metroid fusion is is absolutely like a very linear metroid game um certainly yeah. more so than almost every other game in the series which like isn't bad but uh yeah again maybe maybe not exactly how we might choose to play metroid yeah and a lot of Metro games start out that
2: way too. Like you have a yeah. very limited path at first. Even Dread like felt super linear at first, right? Even
1: Super Metroid.
0: Yeah. Even yeah. I super mean, you Metroid. basically have to follow the path right to the Morph Ball. Now, once you're, I mean, once you've got that, then you're kind of off to the races. But um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I and I think that that is is another thing. Like I, I would expect that to be in the game as much yeah, as I would I'm, expect expanded sectors in the game as well, of course. And I've never felt the need to explore Infusion that mu-
2: that much. I don't know if it's just me, but. Yeah, I always felt like whenever I played that game, okay, stick to the path.
0: Mm. I don't feel like going back and finding more missiles or anything. So, yeah. Um, okay, I've got another thing that I want to see in this uh, in this remake, but I-, I feel like I'm hogging all the time here. Does anyone have anything that they want to bring up?
2: Mm-hmm. What I think, because I can't really think of anything else, like, to really change about Fusion, because I really feel like that game is just so good. Like, it's it's hard to think of, like, improvements for me, other than the stuff you just said about the teleportation. Um, Maybe add, like, I don't know if, like, this would detract from the overall experience of the game, but I think, like, add a prologue, maybe. Add a prologue okay. to when Samus encounters... That way you really, encounters the X
0: for the first time, that way you really feel, like, the loss of all your items, you know? I, I love that, actually. I, I love that. You could, you let, oh, man, like, you could go onto a an HD SR388? That sounds awesome. Yes. That's
1: yeah, it what can what kind of function, for. it could function similar to, like, the, uh, the Frigate Orpheon section on Prime, where you have its own self-contained area that you just never revisit.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm down for that. That that sounds
1: cool. And then it's well
0: to to, add to your point about the Orpheon, You're going in full powered. You're going in like all your abilities. It's very cool at the beginning of the game, and you have a maybe the best reason in the series for losing all of your abilities. So I yeah, I, I could be down with that. um Doom, yeah, do I it, love that idea. Do you have anything that you want to bring up before I I just bulldoze onto my next thing here?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. So um, so this isn't really necessarily a change, but something I would love to see expanded upon, kind of like the SAX. But, um, you know, as people on the podcast might be familiar with, one of, one of the reasons why I love Fusion so much is its approach to um, environments, specifically the way that the environments evolve over the course of the story. And, you know, all sorts of events will happen over the course of... Course of the adventure, most notably the power outage in the elevator. And you know, I really want you know this fusion remake, this theoretical fusion remake, to just really like go all in on that and do some really crazy stuff using the power of current generations. Mm -hmm. One one idea that I had even was, what if there was like um, a hole breach in the BSL and you got sucked and you got sucked out into space and you get get access to a new area. That you can actually can access in zero Gravity. kind of, kind of zero gravity, kind of like, kind of like a two D version of like what you would do in like Dead Space I was gonna when you're say, your way, when you're making a, your way across the uh, Ishimura. I think something like that would be absolutely sick.
0: I could be down for that. I, I think like. You know, I, I think you're right. Like, we, when I think about Metro Dread, one of my favorite sequences is like when, when the planet is freezing and you got to go and fight experiment uh, Z57. Like, I think Metroid Fusion has like a couple instances like that where, like, as you mentioned, the, el- the power goes out or like when Sector 3 is about to explode. Or, uh, so I, I, yeah, I could be down with that uh, for sure. I think, like, I think those little bite size like happenings are, are very cool.
2: Yeah, I agree. And um, that makes me think also, like, this remake, if it were to be in, like, Metroid Dread style, because of course it would. Like, like I think of all the cutscenes that would come in, and a part of me wishes, like, maybe they don't add that many of them at the same time, because I think a lot of Metroid Fusion's charm was like, oh, I'm about to fall into this pit where this frozen Ridley is, and then it's like, <laughs> it's all still in-game. Right, and you know, part of that was due to the limitations of the Game Boy Advance. And I feel like stuff like that would kind of like lose its impact if they were to be replaced with cutscenes. You know, like I, I extra, agree, yeah, like um, like just just the spook. I already forgot the name of this boss, but it's the scariest mother effer, right? Which are you, are you talking nightmare? That that the little felt, Thank yeah, that him. Yeah, nightmare. Like just just nightmare. All of a sudden, just floating in yeah. while you're like figuring out what's going on in this room. I feel like that needs to like to that stuff needs to like stay. And I feel like that's another problem remakes run into often is forgetting all about the atmosphere of like its original. And you know, a part of the charm of Fusion's atmosphere was like its
0: technical limitations just being on Game Boy Advance. So I think I could agree more... with that. The, the first time I saw the um like the the, the opening cutscene to Metro Dread when you see like the SAX and, but it's in like the dread cutscene it, yeah. it wasn't as impactful for uh, for whatever reason but so i think that yeah you, it, it is a delicate balance that you need to do because i i think like some like yeah some of them would be like nightmare i think could be cool if it was like a big gruesome cutscene but like i don't know if i want that for sax or if i want that for ridley or for you know what i mean That's, so i think i agree yeah. with you yeah and just don't change anything about ridley's scream just keep it <laughs> oh, the God. same
2: exact sound with all the crunchy 16-bit noise. Is it? It's a 16-bit.
0: I'm not sure how many bits the Game Boy Advance was. However many I th- bits I think he was? has, one bit when he's screaming. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> but make that fight more challenging. I will say that because it's too yeah, easy. True. um Okay, so I I have something that I want to see. So I think that all the Emmy stuff that we talked about could realistically happen. I think that what we just talked about with environments would happen. I could definitely see that prologue being playable. This one, uh, this is more like just kind of a wish list at this point now. Although, you know, I actually know before I go to my wish list, I am going to say one thing and Doom, you know, you know exactly where I'm going. One thing that absolutely is critical needs to happen in a Metroid Fusion remake, 100% needs to happen is they need to improve the pacing of this game. So you're not constantly grinding to a, a complete stop, listening to Adam go on and, on and on and on and on and on. And the way to do that is voice acting. And I know I can hear all the Metroid fans out there scoffing and rolling their eyes. But if you were to go to a navigation room and just really quickly you stand on something and Adam starts talking and you're only losing control for maybe five seconds and you could start walking again and Adam is just talking to you in the background like a voice file and you could hear what he's saying but you can also play at the same time. You don't have to confirm your objection. I hate that. I think that's like a ginormous game changer. Like ginormous because there's so many times where you're just like I just want to play I just want to explore and Adam's like hey let me tell you about this emergency in sector five and it's like Adam I get it okay and this like on the first playthrough like I feel like that's fine but then in in subsequent playthroughs it's like oh my god so I feel like if you had voice acting that that solves like so many issues right there with Metro Fusion's pacing
2: yeah I'm also team voice acting like I'm always team voice acting yeah. for Zelda for Metroid. I'm just like, give me more voice acting. I don't care. Voice acting in Pokemon for the love of God, right? So, yeah, and I liked the way Metroid Dread handled voice acting. Mm. And yeah, just like it. Like the only voice coming out of Adam was a was a, was, a, was an actual computer voice. And um and uh the Chozo and Samus were all speaking their name like the native language. That was really cool. Um, and yeah, that would probably potentially mean we hear Samus talk again in English and And stuff.
0: I think that's, I think that's fine. Like, I think, I think a lot of us are so burned on voice acting in Metroid because the one time we've really had it, it wasn't really done that well. Um, but I, like, that that doesn't mean that that has to be the only time that we ever get it. Like, we can try again. And if we, if we had voice acting, my God, it helps the flow of the game. I mean, just... I'm begging you, Nintendo, if you do this remake, this is the one thing you have to do.
2: And I was also, I'm also been, like, not to keep interrupting you, Doom, I got one more thing to say. (laughs) I see you unmuting that, and it's just, you're like, ah, Joey shit. (laughs) But I was thinking um, that could also be helpful in not to totally talk about Metroid Prime 4, but one of my wishes for that game is, like, voiced logbook entries instead of Mm -hmm. having to pause and read them. Like, maybe some will be readable, but, like, I want to hear, like, if I'm hearing, like, if I'm reading, like, captain's logs or whatever from like dead federation troops i could i could listen to that while playing it's a thing uh you know callisto protocol had it so i had to pause and listen to these things and i'm like it's 2022 i should be able to play and listen to these things at the same time yeah my man
0: yep amen
1: yeah i've heard a lot of interesting things about uh callisto from all all across the aisle uh, that that's a conversation for another day Um, but no, what I was, um, what I was going to say is actually, I totally agree. And not only that, but I think with voice acting, I don't even think you need navigation rooms at this point. I think you can just have Adam just talk to you in like a headpiece, just, you know, at certain designated segments of the game when he needs to give you info. Like, I don't, I don't think we need to even do the whole stop and go at the nav stations. Maybe, maybe during the power outage, there'd be like an event where it's like, Oh, because of the power outage, there's interference and we need to use these nav stations to communicate. But like otherwise, like I don't see, I don't even see why you need to do that anymore.
0: I like lo- when you said no nav rooms. I got like this weird fuzzy warm <laughs> feeling in my body, and I was like, "Yeah, world peace achieved." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I dude, just,
0: dude. yeah, that that's like the biggest thing in in this remake to me. Like, I think that the SAX rooms would be cool, but if this doesn't have voice acting and I have to keep listening to Adam, like, ah. So yeah, I think that could happen. and I think it will happen. I think I think it like it has to happen in a in a remake. Um, okay, so I, here's here's what I was talking about when I said maybe more of like wishful thinking, but I think that in, in a Metroid Fusion remake, I think that this is really and some people are gonna be sick of hearing this, but like I think this is the last chance, the last chance that you have. We to, need to microtransactions. Do... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Well, that's something the villainous Galactic Federation would introduce. Oh, RIP. <laughs> uh, well, but this is your last chance to do the, the bad Galactic Federation story. It's This is it. This is your last chance. And you, I- can, you can do it in Metroid Fusion. You can have, like, you know, with the expanded sectors and the expanded story, you can have expanded, you know, moments where you maybe learn a little bit more about the Galactic Federation. You don't have to acknowledge other M if you don't want to. That's fine. But this is your last chance to do this, and like you can, you can have I don't know hidden voice logs with the Galactic Federation. But you, if you ignore it in this sequel, you can't do it. Like you just, it's completely done. And I will say that like Samus Returns did set up, you know, the the dark chozo as we thought for uh, for Metro Dread. So I do, I don't see a reason why they couldn't do this with this game as well. But I think at this point, you might need to be a little bit more like specific with with how you do this. So like. Clear some stuff up, like, is it is it the Galactic Federation as a whole that's bad, or is it, like, a part of the Galactic Federation that's bad? Who, it, give us a, a definitive clue who this guy, the shadowy dude, could be if he is going to be a part of the game. I think that they, I don't know that they would do this or not, because part of me feels like they, Nintendo was just like, well, we did Other M, and that was our Galactic Federation story, and that's how it ended, and now we're going to move on. But I think that they could do it. I don't know if they would, but they could. But I think that you have to really show and, like, really kind of sell people on the story to get a lot of Metroid fans back into it. And then, like I said, like, if you don't do it for this game, like, this story is done. You can't do it again. And presumably whatever you do for this game in this remake would set up Metroid
1: 6 would be my estimation. Do you guys agree so- with that? Well, I was, I was going to say, like, so I have a theory based on absolutely zero evidence. This is something I completely made up. But my theory about what's going on with, like, the whole weirdness regarding the fusion story and kind of the lacking of that being uh, referenced in Dread, my theory is that after the reception of Other M and Federation Force, Nintendo, who notoriously doesn't, they don't quite get Metroid. They're, like, kind of, they're getting better at it, but they don't quite understand, like, you know why people are really loving the series all they know is that people like certain things and they don't like certain things and they saw the reception of other m federation force and in my mind i almost have this feeling like they're thinking like okay obviously these games heavily involve the federation so we need to pull back on that stuff not understanding that like no that's not the full picture there's a lot more nuance and context there it's but i don't know I don't know whether or not that's true. I could be very well off. That's just um, you, you
2: wouldn't be far off. Corporations just don't yeah. get the message a lot. It's like when it's like when uh, Disney said, "Oh yeah, the problem with Solo, a Star Wars story, was that someone else played Han." "No, that wasn't the problem." <laughs> so you're not far off in your thinking. I don't think.
0: <laughs> I I don't know. I I can see I can see what you're saying being realistic. But, like, Nintendo has a lot of smart people there. Like, in, in Reggie fils book, he was like, you know, this this other M game just totally missed the mark. And I I have to believe that they know why it missed the mark. And I have to believe that they know why Federation Force, like, wasn't a hit. Like, it, it's not because yeah. it evolved the Federation. It's because, like, they were just not very good games, generally speaking. Or well, very well, mediocre.
1: Well, even then, like, I remember when Reggie was touring for his book. He was on, he was on Kinda Funny, I remember this. And... Um, I, I, the hosts, I, it might've been Greg or it might've been Tim. I can't remember which one, but they specifically asked about, you know, you know, how, you know, how did the whole staff like receive like, you know, the other M news because, you know, everyone at Nintendo, including Nintendo of America, they thought that they had a bona fide hit on their hands. They thought that this was going to be the game that finally like brought Metroid into the mainstream and it did the complete opposite. And, and, you know, he was talking about all the theories that he had and one of his Big, he thought the biggest issue was the pacing of Other M, and it's like, no, well, that's not why. That's not why people hate Other M. It's, it's certainly not one of the the big reasons that you'll see people list. And I wouldn't I know, disagree. Like,
0: I wouldn't say the pacing is good, but you're right. It's not. That's not why yeah. people hate Other M. Yeah, exactly. It was even if we take
2: apart, even if we put aside the story, which is divisive for some reason, it's bad. Um... <laughs> it the gameplay just wasn't there it wasn't like anything interesting it was it had a really really weird control scheme yeah. who who thought of that control scheme was okay who thought switching between first person and third person in that way that's still like a really cool idea but the way they implemented it was so poorly done like not having to move in first person what was that i, I could agree. rant all day about other M, but clearly it was not a hit. It did, This game just does not reek. This is a hit at all for many reasons, mm-hmm. mainly in the story and the gameplay department.
0: So I will say, um, to cap off with, with this, like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, maybe I'll back up a little bit actually, because in my mind, like Metroid fusion ended and there was a very clear insinuation that like Samus is going to be confronting the galactic federation in a future game. And, um, I know that uh, we had a lot of people in our community that were disappointed that Dread kind of shifted away from that story. I wasn't, like, as invested in that story, so I I wasn't disappointed, but I know a lot of people were. And, um, I don't know, I I just feel like that's a clear insinuation that you get from the ending of Metroid Fusion. So, I mean, like, if you're doing a Metroid Fusion remake and you're not going to deliver on that, I wonder if you, like, can can you change the ending of the game or, like, change it subtly? Like, I'm not sure.
2: I was one of those people who was like really. I wasn't saying I was like, "Oh, Metro Dread's ruined" because it didn't continue the storyline. Yeah, but I was kind of baffled that just no, no
0: nothing came from it, that. It did seem like, weird to not even mention it in passing, so you could you could save it for a future story.
2: Yeah, and I thought they had the, the Galactic Federation sent the Emmys for a reason, right? Because mm-hmm. I felt like oh, Samus would have been the first person to hire, um, but instead, like they cut ties with Samus for whatever reason, and then they. And then they uh, brought in the Emmys to do all the the lifting, and when the Emmys went missing, like I even think like Adam even says something like like uh, there's something really weird about this mission, right? Like yeah. they it's the 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 cost is like too was it too high to uh, well, yeah? Remember. What was
0: it? You said like the 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 risk is not that equal the reward. The risk is get. not yeah. worth the reward. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I just thought okay, they're probably sending in Samus to die, right? Like it's a trap set up by the Federation. I thought that would have been so cool, but I guess the Federation still. Cool with Sam.
0: I'm not sure what happened there. <laughs> I, I don't know, but like, like I said, like if if you want to do the story and if you're going to keep the ending of Metroid Fusion the same, like I I think this is your last chance. And if you're not going to do the story, I think you need to tweak in some way the ending of Metroid Fusion to make it seem a lot more like story is closed. Like rather than Samus saying or Adam saying or whoever's like they're going to hunt us, they're going to fight us, they're going to you know what I mean. You you yeah. maybe need to tweak that dialogue to just say like we've done the right thing and the galactic federation is going to give us a promotion. I, I don't know. Something all, like all that. They
2: ha- all they have to say is like, Oh, you are mad at you for doing this. But, uh, if we sent like, if we sent people after you, that would look sus on us. So we'll just pretend like this didn't happen, Samus or whatever.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I, I feel like, I, I feel like you could include a bonus cut scene of like maybe some of the darker federation operatives behind the scenes. Like it would be something that is out of Samus's POV. And you can like focus on them like plotting something. So that way So that way you could still have it to where Samus is still working with them unbeknownst, thinking that everything is solved, but actually there's something still going. I, I don't I don't know. You
0: know what would be so if, hype? It's all weird. <laughs>
1: you know what'd be so hype if
0: this this would never happen. This would never happen. if that mystery shadowy guy that Adam AI is talking to, can you imagine if it just like focuses in, zooms in, and it's like admiral dane and it's like oh no admiral <laughs> not, dane that, is the that, bad
1: dude chadmiral not the chadmiral no not my boy he would oh, never man.
2: well no it, it's I, the g-man let's be real i say that
0: <laughs> i say that because i can't actually think of another like galactic federation personality there's like all. nobody left there's yeah. like no other per- no no it's, you know it's like it is? colonel
1: it's like colonel from other m
0: no it's the deleter <laughs> I, you know, I, I, have gone on record many times as saying I, I think the deleter was a great plot line that just wasn't, it wasn't done well, but it could well, have it been was, cool. It was well, it was. I think in the development,
2: like somebody said, it was completely cut, like by the end, because they had, they had no time or something. Yeah, it was some well, crap. There's right? lots
0: of things that Joe, you should check out our episode about the the re. The re uh, what do we call like the redone story of other M using the same premise but completely different? Yeah, I think you'd like it. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, uh, we brought a Kiwi,
1: Kiwi Talks on for that episode. That was a good oh, one. Oh yeah,
0: that's Kiwi right. Talk. Yeah, we did. You gotta
2: love him. Yeah, you gotta
0: love him. God bless him. Um,
2: but I was gonna say we, we all know the shadowy man is Anthony Higgs. Like,
0: come can on. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so like some. I actually uh, I I wouldn't even mind if like in let's you know how you were saying like we have a, a flashback and we're playing the prologue and stuff. I'm not gonna lie, I would be hype if, like, Anthony Higgs was with you or something like that, and, like, it, they... Because, like, on one hand, like, yeah, like, Other M wasn't great, but I do think that enough time has passed where it's like, let's salvage, like, the positives of Other M. And I think that everybody likes Anthony Higgs, so it's, like, I would be like, okay, cool, I, I like, he's, he's that, with you. I hate that he calls Samus Princess. I think that's <laughs> stupid It's terrible. so lame, but
2: yeah exactly that was just the word it's not even i don't even mind anymore that he like saves samus i hate that samus was like having a ptsd attack and couldn't move that didn't make any sense to me but other than that anthony higgs is fine like but i but also this is one of those things where i'm sure nintendo will want to distance themselves hard from other
0: m yeah and just not never include him again i i feel confident that we'll never see anything from other m again but i would i would pop off actually if we did see anthony higgs or even like uh I don't know, you'd, you'd never see her, ever. But, like, what if it was Madeline Bergman or something like that? That would be... freaking MB. you imagine? Still, I mean, they still acknowledge other M existed at the
2: same yeah. time. Like, Sin- Smash Bros for Wii U. Um, it's in Dread. It's in Dread, yeah. The, the art piece. So that's... Yeah. There, it's canon. And Adam Malkovich in that art piece, which is totally his design for Mother M, which is, I think, is his only design, to be fair. But,
0: Yeah. I will say too, I think I think the idea of MB was good. It just wasn't, or the premise was good, but the idea, the execution, not so much. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh so story-wise, maybe we need to tweak the ending, or maybe we just go full bore into this Galactic Federation conspiracy. I'm not sure. I would I would love to see. I know we talked about expanded zones though, but I would really love to see like an expanded, restricted zone with like more like more ground to cover and like you know what, you know what actually would be, like, really hype, and uh, I'll, I'll just, I'll pitch this idea to you now, and it's, this will never happen, it would never happen, but I was thinking of, like, okay, so, like, we got the the Zero Mission part and Zero, you know, Metroid Zero Mission, we got the, um, we got the pre-Queen fight in, uh, or the post-Queen fight stuff in Sam's Returns, I was like, what would they do after you've beaten the, the SAX, or, like, maybe as, like, an extra something that you could do I think it would be, like, so awesome. It's, like, maybe, maybe it's, like, a separate game mode. But instead of playing as Samus, you play as the SAX and you're hunting Samus. Like, that would be so cool. And, like, maybe another thing that I want to see in the game, too, if they're going to do a remake, which you're told this, and it's an incredibly scary moment, but you never really see it, is, like, when Adam tells you there are 10 SAXs on the ship, if you could see, like, a couple more of them at once, and just be like, oh my god, one of them has been giving me trouble all game, and now there's like four of them right here, that would be hype. Or if you could play as the SAX at the end of the game, that would be sweet. This would never happen. You'd never play as the SAX, but man, that'd be cool. I mean,
2: that'd make for for a cool plot twist. You start playing as Samus somewhere else, and then like, all of a sudden, you realize later on, you're playing as the SAX.
1: (laughs) That would, oh my gosh, that would be so, honestly, that low-key, that might be like an even better... That might even be a better intro than the sr eighty eight prequel. You're playing, you start off playing as Samus, and you think you're doing the mission, but then it's revealed that you're actually the S.A.X. And then you flash back to, oh man! You know what? I, I could be that. down with that. I love I it.
0: could be. And your only clue is the suit. Is just you got the various yep. suit on. Yeah, yes. I like that. I don't. I don't think this would ever happen. But I do think that I would like to see in the base game of of this fusion remake when it happens, not if it happens, but when it happens. I think that we should be able to see, like, more than one SAX. I think that that would be very cool. And while we're at it, while we're saying, like, uh, about the SAX, I think you got to make that final battle, like, different or more challenging. Like, the second half of that SAX battle is, like, so weird and, like, not, it's not congruent with what you've seen from the SAX so far. It's just a big blobby monster and all he does is hop up and down. And it's like, okay, this is, it's a little bit underwhelming or whatever, but, like, it's fine, but I I wanna see something like a little bit I don't know cooler. I think if you del- if you got rid of that second half and like maybe you were fighting against like a couple SAX and it was like a crazy battle, like that could be cool.
1: Well I was gonna I was gonna say that like um I don't know what it's called, but I've seen footage of a ROM hack somewhere where someone actually did have like multiple SAXs chasing you. Ooh, and no. it's even more t- and it's even more terrifying because the SAXs also upgrade their arsenal like the further you get into it. And so at one point There's this one scene where this guy's running from, like, three different SAXs in gravity suits and speed boosters. Just, like, just like just tearing them down. And it's just... I was like, man, "Man, that looks horrifying, and I want all of that injected into my veins right now. My goodness. That's kind of the thing, is, like, you fight the SAX
0: at the end of the game, and it's a fully powered version of Samus. But, like, all it uses is the screw attack, maybe the ice beam... And I think that's it, like, the, other than that, and you can, like, easily lure it into, like, a pattern, too, where you can just smoke it. But, like, it doesn't use a power bomb, so it doesn't use a speed boost, so it doesn't use, like, any, any like, abilities that you might think are, like, you know, key Samus abilities. So, I think that they could definitely retool that fight to be a little bit more, uh, I don't know, engaging, let's just say. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree, and it was
2: kind of just, I don't want to say, a rip-off of Super Metroid's ending but it was <laughs> it was yeah yeah just like oh i'm gonna be super powerful now and you know that's kind of been the trend
0: mm. metroid dread did the same thing so yeah. and i i feel like i'm okay with that trope i just want you know i just want a cool battle to give me that to be a to little more interesting yeah you know? okay i have uh, i have two other quick things that i i want to throw out at you guys here things that I, just personally i would like to see i don't know if they'd be in a remake or not um i mentioned earlier i really love those puzzles where like you um you shoot like an uh something and then the x comes out and it transforms into another something and like like the one i'm thinking of is like you have to to shoot the the monster then it creates the big slimy thing that you have to freeze so you can speed boost across i really like those puzzles and i wish that there were more of those kind of interactions in in metroid fusion so i'm hoping that they would ramp that up and then doom you could take this next one away but man they got to do something about
1: that music uh, well, we have very, uh, very disagreeing points on the music, which we talked about last time uh, on the episode. But I was about to say, when it comes to music, um, you know, after Metroid Dread, I'm sorry, uh, Abi Soyaki Doy, out of here, Dunzo, Gone. wow, fire uh, for the uh, for the fusion remake. We're bringing back uh, Minako Hamano once again to reprise her role as lead composer, uh, who was also one of the composers on Super Metroid. Uh, fun fact for those who don't know. And you know, he, while he was a sound director, he didn't do any compositions. We're also bringing in my man's Kenji Yamamoto as well That's because right. he's the goat. Put and some he can't, respect. I was I, mean, I was absolutely. expecting that to
0: be the like the first five words out of your mouth when I threw to you about music.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not to be not to be confused with the Dragon Ball composer Kenji Yamamoto, who was caught plagiarizing. Not to be confused with that one. This this is a good Kenji Yamamoto here. Right. And uh, so, yeah, everybody on the podcast already knows how much I adore the work of Yamamoto-san. And for those who don't, uh, you are all feel free to check out my musical analysis that I released on Prime's 20th anniversary entitled Metroid Prime: A Soundtrack Ahead of Its Time. Shameless plug. This guy,
0: God, your plugging skills are just bringing a tear to my eye. Um, okay. So, yeah, so that's all I have for my wish list for a Metroid Fusion remake. Did we leave anything out? Anything you guys want to bring up that you'd like to see?
1: No, I think we're good. More of the I dread quality, more of the dread quality of life improvements. Bring the slide, please. Oh, it, has I to be. Can't... it has
2: to be. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Just dread gameplay. Put dread gameplay yeah. in. Remake all the 2D Metroids and give them dread gameplay.
1: 100%. Yeah, give me I dash understand. counters. Um even though Aeon abilities aren't a thing in Fusion, I don't care. Give me the the flash shift. I don't care. I can't live without it now. Yeah, I, I
0: didn't even bring it up, because I think it's just, like, an absolute foregone conclusion. Like, this game is going to use the Dread engine, it's going to have the slide, it's going to have the, the flash shift, it's going to have some of those cool expansions that, and abilities that we saw in Metroid Dread. I, that has to happen. Has to happen. They could they could never release... I don't think they could ever release a 2D Metroid game again without a slide. I, I really think that. Never again. Never again. Like, the cat's already out of the bag. Yeah, you can't put it back. Like... I was I was actually playing a ROM hack of Super Metroid during the Game Awards because they lost me for a bit, and I was just like, "Oh, I hate pressing down twice to get into the the morph ball now." I just it's been ruined by, by dread. So yeah, they have to they have to do it. Got to do it. I can um, never play Metroid again without a slide. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but not but not really. Like actually, I'm not.
2: <laughs> well, I'm talking about like I can't go back ever again. Play those games. Because they I, can't patch
0: a slide in. How dare they? They should patch a slide into a Super Metroid, Nintendo Switch Online. That'd be pretty sweet. Um oh, Alright, so yeah, there it is. Our Metroid Fusion Dream Remake. Some of it, I think, is plausible. Some of it is uh, maybe a bit far-fetched. But I don't know. If all those things come together, I, I'm thinking that could be a pretty decent Metroid game. So, And, and Metroid Fusion, for, for me... It, I, I love Metroid Fusion, but it is on the lower end of my Metroid scale. But I think if we had some of these these augmentations, let's call them, it could be like top tier, like top spot Metroid game. I don't know. I'd love to could see be. it. And I think it, I think this is gonna happen. I really think this is gonna happen. So we'll see. We uh, shall see. Joey, thinks yeah, regardless. For- Hey, you go, oh, ahead. You go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say, regardless of what happens, if Mercury Steam is developing it, I'm confident that it's going to be at least like a good game. Yeah. Because even it, Samus be Returns, even Samus Returns. While I am more critical of that than most people, it's still a great game. At the end of the day, that everyone should play. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Samus Returns is well, awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. Absolutely.
1: Pour that
2: to
0: switch, right? Please. Yes. I think I think we have a pin message in our Discord server from I don't know at least two years ago now that. I said it like Samus Returns is coming to Switch. Mark my words, and I don't know how that one's looking so far, but uh, right. Maybe I remember one day.
2: people. I remember people telling me I'm going to hold off on Samus Returns until it comes to Switch. It's been five years now. But they should do it's it. Not, they should it just, do it. They
0: should do it before um, the eShop closes.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh God,
0: no doubt. Uh, Joy, thanks for joining us, my friend. Tell everybody where they can check you out. What your what your projects are. Where uh, where we could get more of you on the internet well first of all thank you all so much for having me it's been really fun talking about
2: metroid yeah uh invite me on again i'll probably be on again in like maybe three years with my schedule <laughs> right <laughs> but uh yeah you can find me over on game explain um i don't really have any really big projects in the works because you know we're just wrapping up the year um but yeah feel free to check me out there i have quite a few metroid videos on the channel uh including a little bit of a kind of a 20th anniversary thing for metroid prime and i have a really it really i think it's a really good retro review of metroid fusion but we're gonna save the retro review of metroid
0: prime until closer to prime 4 you know that's what i'm thinking at least Mm. nobody steal my idea that is a good (laughs) team we got we got so many good plugs all over the show here i just I, that warm and fuzzy feeling is coming back no navigation rooms and all the plugs I love it <laughs> uh, alright guys well, we are we are going to get out of here of course we want to encourage everybody to check out omegametro.com we have got all of your Metro needs, guides, maps, uh, news all that jazz there and you can get yourself a snazzy shirt like Doom is wearing right now if you're watching us on YouTube which you should be um, and yeah, check us out wherever you get your podcast, like, subscribe, recommend, five-star review, all that fun stuff. You know the drill. Uh, check us out over on Twitter. You can check us out at Omega Metroid Pod. I'm at Spateri316, Doom is at Doominalcross, Cross, and our man Joey is at uh Ferris Wheel Pro. So make sure that, to give him and Game Explain a follow as well. Uh I've been following Game Explain for a long time, so love your guys' stuff. Um that's it. We're out of here. We're gonna we're we're gonna be back next week ranking the bosses of Metroid Fusion. So, I just said Metroid Fusion is on the lower end of my Metroid scale, but when it comes to bosses, it might be the top. So, I'm really looking forward to that. Until then, everybody, take care.